Hello, hello. How are you? Well, thanks for asking in such a beautiful way. Yeah, I'm alright. My name's Pete and this is Social Distancer. And in New Zealand, they had some great news. They have got rid of COVID-19 for the time being. And here she is, um, you know, debatably, debatably, the greatest leader on the planet at the moment. Uh, no mucking about, getting the fucking quick in the old lockdown. And then you reap the rewards. And it's interesting, Mr. Edmonds at the weekend was saying that he regrets Britain didn't lock down earlier. And that decision not to lock down earlier cost a lot of lives. Quote, cost a lot of lives. And, you know, there's no question about it. Obviously, it fucking did. But New Zealand locked down early enough. And they've been remarkably successful. Absolutely brilliant. And so, a wonderful day. So, here she is now, talking about it. Today, there are no active cases in New Zealand. We have tested almost 40,000 people for COVID-19 in the past 17 days and none have tested positive. We have had no one in hospital for COVID-19 for 12 days. It's been 40 days since the last case of community transmission, 22 days since that person finished their self-isolation. And so today I can announce that Cabinet has agreed we will now move to level one to get our economy fully open again and we will start almost immediately. We move down to COVID-19 alert level one from midnight tonight. Did your immediate reaction when you heard there were no active cases of COVID-19 remaining in New Zealand? Um, I I did a little dance. (laughs) Definitely not. Um, I showed Neve. she was caught a little by surprise, but um, she joined in, having absolutely no idea why I was dancing around the lounge, but enjoying it nonetheless. Okay, Neve is her uh, daughter, very young daughter there. So, um, yeah, absolutely outstanding. Jacinda Ardern, I think is how you pronounce her name. Jacinda Ardern. So, really good. And, you know, they're getting back to normal, a new normal, because they're, they've got obviously, you know, kind of stringent border controls. Which makes sense, you know, the opposite side is is Britain, who have got, you know, border controls where you can't come into Britain unless you um, tell, of, of course, you know, by all means, please do come into Britain if you fucking want to, take your life in your hands and, uh, you know, just give some old shit old address, you know, like 22 Paddington Avenue in London, just say that. SE24UD. That's um, Brixton Hill. Anyone wants to use that postcode? And then, you know, the cops aren't going to come around anyway. You know what I mean? They have no ability or desire. A leaked paper from the uh, Home Office said that practically it's unworkable. <laughs> uh, but never mind. And of course, the chances of, you know, you coming from a country with the worst fucking record of Britain, 
you know, anywhere in Europe is safer than Britain. There's plenty of places um, around the world that are much, much better, in a much better position than Britain. And I know the epicenter has moved now to uh, South America. And also, you know, as we kind of start to get our heads around uh, the declining uh, figures and the, you know, declining death figures and the declining confirmed cases and the declining hospital admittances and the declining ventilator use and all of those things are going in the right direction. WHO had their worst day in terms of COVID-19 or humanity had its worst day. COVID-19 had its best day yesterday in terms of the number of confirmed cases was 130,000 plus. And it's never been that much in one day, you know? So from a kind of virus point of view, it's still out there and it's still, you know, kind of loving it, loving it, loving it. And so, you know, I don't think I have any listeners in um, South America, but if I do, then, you know, fucking take care of yourselves. And for all of my listeners all around the world, in this universe and in the Vaulty multiverse, the Vaultiverse, then uh, please do take care of yourselves. Well, we had a tremendous adventure today. After a slight delay due to kind of work commitments, we met up with old friends on Dartmoor, contributors to the show, actually. And ah, it was amazing, like really weird, like really brilliant and slightly odd. It's a place where we go all the time on Dartmoor. It's like a kind of, you know, kind of default place, if you like. It's very close to where we live. And it's brilliant, like it's the perfect place to go if you want to kind of not see anyone. And, um, but, you know, this time we invited some friends to meet us there and it was fantastic and my son is good friends with the two uh, daughters and I was slightly concerned the daughters are a bit older than my son who's three slightly concerned that he would be kind of like not able to hug them or whatever do you know what I mean obviously like you know we were socially distancing but he was absolutely brilliant and we had a really good time and they were playing together and the girls have like remarkably brilliant like human beings you know and also really really good at playing with my son so that was fantastic and it was really lovely you know to have a slight sense of oh yeah this is a bit like life you know (laughs) a bit like life do you remember life do you remember life it's a good one life isn't it yeah what happens in life is that you go wake up every morning you have your Weetabix you have your wee wee, hopefully it's not red, and then you go back to bed and you do that over and over and over and over and over and over again. The end! Thank you very much. I run to the shop. I bump into everyone. Say, have you heard? Have you heard the news? There is a podcast called Social Distancer. Share it, like it, tell your friends everything you want to hear about the greatest public health emergency 
in any of our lives. But every day, and it is free, fucking great than the swearing. So yesterday, uh, we had the statue of old Edward Colston being hoiked into the harbour at Bristol, off his fucking plinth and into the sea. And uh, David Olusoga, who is a you know, black um, historian who was interviewed on Mar yesterday, and I spoke about him in yesterday's episode, um, he has written a piece for The Guardian, and it's absolutely brilliant, so seek it out. I'm going to read the end of it to you, because it's that bloody good. Now is not the time for those who for so long defended the indefensible to contort themselves into some new supposedly moral stance or play the victim. Their strategy of heel-dragging and obfuscation was predicated on one fundamental assumption, that what happened on Sunday would never happen. They were confident that black people and brown people who call Bristol their home would forever tolerate living under the shadow of a man who traded in human flesh, that the power to decide whether Colston stood or fell lay in their hands. They were wrong in every level. Whatever is said over the next few days, this was not an attack on history. This is history. It is one of those rare historic moments whose arrival means things can never go back to how they were. And I would love to, I mean, those guys, it should be the new thing to do, the new protest. Those guys with the grappling hooks and the ropes, I don't know who they are, Um, but they should make a list of all of the fucking statues of slave traffickers and hoik them down one by one. And it is fantastic that they did that. And I disagree with Steer Steer Karma. Does anyone call him Steer Karma? Well, I will and do now. Um, You know, he said that it was uh, completely wrong for the statue to be, you know, kind of hoiked down and land in the harbour. And I understand that he has to say this because he's he's doing his fucking phone-in on LBC for fuck's sake. You know, LBC. Jesus. And it's not old um, James O'Brien. It's old fucking Ferrari. How the hell is Nick Ferrari in any job? He's really not good. Anyway, um, you know, so you can understand, you know, that's the difference between him and Corbyn. And, you know, in in a way, I don't really care about that. And, of course, lots of people in Labour are disagreeing with him and I disagree with him like like, fine but I also can understand why he did it but the bigger point he said like you know it should have been moved years ago he's absolutely right about that that's a bit of a starmer thing to say isn't it he's absolutely absolutely right about that he's absolutely right I still haven't got the steer karma like Keir Starmer maybe you should do a Honda advert (laughs) hello I'm Keir Starmer. Me and my son, we were making these, um, well, just drawings. We were making these drawings. We were drawing creatures 
And I drew a fucking brilliant creature, mate. It was great. It was huge, great big creature. And all around it were um, skyscrapers that had fallen over because he was so big. And it had, uh, I think it was, um, how many? 14 legs and the face of Keir Starmer. (laughs) Yeah. So um, anyway, you know, brilliant. Make a list. Who's going to be next? Is it going to be Rhodes in Oxford? That'd be a good one, wouldn't it? Get fucking Rhodes down off that pedestal. Hoik him in the, whatever the uh, river in Oxford is. Is it going to be the guy on the massive uh, plinth? Well, that great big column, a 120-foot column in um, Edinburgh. Uh, that would be quite a difficult thing to hoik down with a rope. But maybe can, someone can get up that rope. If only there was a, an amazing, nimble, fit climber in the Edinburgh region who can just very easily... Get up that with a bag or something and put a bag around the guy's head. Or, I don't know, some kind of, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a, you know, you can tell I'm not a bloody mastermind of protesters. And contrary to popular belief, I am not anonymous either. Okay, before you start fucking asking. All right. All right. Did you see the guy that's um, trolling the CIA? He put a message on the CIA saying, he's like this comedy guy, I've forgotten his name, but he's on Twitter. He tweeted the CIA on the CIA tweet, you know, site. Tweet site? What the fuck am I? Like, you know, at the CIA, I guess it is. And he said, please follow me because I want to DM you with, uh, direct message you with um, information. I have information about the Antifa movement and how they're communicating. (laughs) So the CIA follow him and he uh, sends them a direct message saying, thank you for following me. Um, I know, like, that I'm a journalist and I've been working on this story and I found out that the Antifa movement, which stands for anti-fascist, but everyone knows, you know, it's like insane. Fuck. Anyway, yeah, let's let's start attacking anti-fascists. That's a good fucking idea, isn't it? So the Antifa movement are using this this uh, new kind of device to contact each other through mobiles, which is called Updog. And the CIA person on the Twitter account wrote back, back <laughs> saying, "What's Updog?" And the guy replied, nothing much. What's up with you? <laughs> Isn't that great? Anyway, that's not fucking COVID related, for fuck's sake. Get back on the fucking COVID. Well, we're all right. You know, we're okay. Just going you know, scraping by, scraping by. Seeing how it's going to be in the next couple of weeks. That's the main thing. Like, you know, well, that's what we're looking out for in this household. Oh, I ordered some masks. I didn't say that. I bought some masks the other day. Really good quality ones. Like, you know, five-layered beauties. Just in case the shit hits the fan and we need to leave the house. Well, I've got, like, you know, I didn't... It wasn't a, It wasn't an exhaustive search at all. 
but I just did a quick search and I thought, oh yeah, these actually look quite good. Five layers of beautifulness. So yeah, we're just going to see what happens in the next couple of weeks really in terms of the old numbers. Everything's going down, which is really good, but we need it to keep going down. And, uh, you know, I mean, I do think it will go up. You know, the R is very close to one here, but like I've said many times, the Southwest is, you know, not impacted as much as many other places. All right, well, that was fucking exciting, wasn't it? Now, listen, thank you ever so much for your continual support. It's unbelievable, 85 episodes, and you're still listening. Well, I'm really, really, for one, I, for one, would like to say thank you, and take care, and see you later, and bye.